hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to MBM's M&A Snack and Chat podcast. It's been a little while, um, but I'm, I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Caroline Urban, who is dialing in today from Austria, I believe. Hello, Caroline. Hi, Brian. Hi, everyone. How are things over in, in Austria? Cold and snowy, but very pretty. You always have some sort of Bavarian snack. What is your your snack today on the on the show oh the austrians would be so cross if you mentioned bavarians but it is a snack that is popular in both regions i am actually snacking on a piece of apple strudel very nice what about you uh i'm still uh, coming coming to grips with post christmas bulge so i'm just going for a a starbucks latte today because there's no calories no wait, sorry i should i should refresh an <laughs> almond almond latte with sugar-free caramel Sugar-free caramel. Always mm-hmm. love that one. <laughs> so on to the proceedings. Today's guest is really uh, exciting. We helped Charlie acquire um, another company. I'll, I'll, I'll leave the introduction to Charlie. But Charlie is a serial entrepreneur um, who has done many different things in his life. Very entertaining and very colourful personality. And so I, I welcome Charlie Cadbury to the show. Charlie, welcome. I'm very glad to be here. Thank you very much for the invite. Charlie, before we begin, you've heard that we've been snacking on all sorts of exciting things, and you've already mentioned that you've got something. So go on, what's your snack today? So um, it's spring, and it's, it's like a, a spring bird is here because um, I've actually got a bowl full of uh, nuts and seeds. I've got some some walnuts, some pumpkin seeds, and some sunflower seeds, which I'm washing down this afternoon with some mint tea, which is part of kind of it's it's a, it's a hangover from my incredibly healthy January. Um, sometime now mid February. So really? Up. Really. Well, that sounds a lot healthier mm. than what Mr. Post Christmas <laughs> is having. Oh, it's, 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 this is real, real health food rather than the the, the faux health drinks. What's wrong with sugar-free caramel? <laughs> Non-existent. I, you're talking to Mr. Cadbury about um, sugar-free <laughs> caramel, asking what's wrong. I think you take a good hard look at yourself. Right. Oh gosh, we could go on and on. Um, shall we kick off? We like to start right at the beginning with most of our guests. So why don't you tell us about the Charlie Cadbury story? Where did it begin and how did you end up where you are today? Uh, I try and keep it um, tight. So when I was that old boy, um, we, um, we, <laughs> we, had, we had apples in our garden and um, I, I put them in a barrow and, and sell them around the neighbourhood. And it was only um, a couple of years later, I was told by my mother that we actually lived in a house that was built on an orchard. So I was actually selling back to people who all had apple trees in their garden. I think that begun my experience of being a, a love of commercial and uh, sales. And so I then started a career in technology. I saw my first website when I was 19. I then started a software business when I was um, 25 with one founder friend of mine. And we then grew that to a 45-person business uh, selling about 350 digital software products. And these are apps, websites, social applications. And I, I fell into the world of voice in 2015, very, very early, just after Alexa had launched. And it was from, from that point on that, I was very, very excited about, you know, voice being this, this next channel that um, we were able to kind of capitalize on. Yeah, and that's, that was the, the beginning of a sole focus. And that was kind of seven years ago. Now I've just been working with our good friends, Alexa, Google Assistant and Siri. And that was the, the beginning of this business. So you mentioned there about voice recognition. Tell us about where did you first hear about that? What was the genesis behind delivering that as as a product and building a company around that just say it now 
so it was 2015 i was i was consulting to an enterprise travel software business and they they were asking me the question how are people going to be booking an airline tickets in a 10-year horizon alexa had just launched and so we thought it would be a really nice idea to run a proof of concept to prove that one was able to book a book an airline ticket just using your voice we did that proof of concept with a uh, an american airline called allegiant air we then kind of wanted to kind of build that into a more of a, of a platform or, or product and so we looked at kind of use cases we needed to keep relatively simple use cases and um, we saw that these devices were best used kind of one-on-one -on -one in a quiet environment so we had this idea for an, an idea for an in-room concierge we called dazzle um, that we launched with marriott hotels in december 2016 and this would take all of the information from the guest directory within a hotel room um, and then allow you to access that through a voice assistant a, a smart speaker in the room and it was uh, during that that project that i met the most fantastic product owner that i'd ever met um, in my life an enterprise product guy called sander season we got on very, very well. We, um, we actually thought that, you know, this was the, the right time to step off together and um, work against our, our vision um, and capture value at this very high growth voice market. And, and we've gone there now on the, the 1st of October 2018. The idea behind this was relatively simple. It's, you know, how can we help you know, top tier brands take advantage of this, this rapid growth? By 2018, there were half a billion um, voice assistance uh, devices in the world. And, Estimated there's going to be more voice assistant products or kind of items than humans by 2024. Your fridge, your car, your earbuds, you can all access your voice assistant. And this is um, going to be an increasingly important surface for brands to be able to own their own experiences on. What we wanted to do is make it really, really easy for brands to harness this, this new surface. And so our first client was Diageo, and we very quickly won the the Alexa Cup in 2019, which got us working really closely with the, the Amazon guys and um, got us a bit of notoriety on, on the global stage. So we're able to go through a couple of rounds of, of early stage funding uh, and you know, set the scene for what was to come next. And I guess that leads us mm. nicely onto what did come next, which was the acquisition that we uh, advised you on. How did the conversations begin with Get Started? How did Get Started kind of come up on your radar? I think it's really important as a founder to maintain good relationships with other founders because, you know, you are all on the same journey and there are ups and downs and uh, a lot of those, you only really get that kind of peer support with other people going through the same thing. And so there was someone who I met several years previously who was also working in the, the audio space, uh, the founder of a company called Emilian Ads, uh, Steve Dunlop. And he he called me up one day or, and said, like, I know this guy called Norbert who has this platform called Get Started. And it's a, it's a voice platform out of Canada. And what they've done is they've created a really, really easy and efficient way to create voice skills across Google and Alexa. I really think you guys should have a conversation. I won't say too much at this stage, but um, you guys should just have a chat. And that led to you know, reaching out, having a very brief exchange with this guy, Norbert. And we had our first conversation on the 28th July, 2021. And during that first half hour conversation, he laid it out, you know, it was very obvious that he was a highly competent, very successful, twice exited ad tech entrepreneur. And he was a, a CTO, so he's a, more of a, a technologist, but very, very commercially competent. And he had got a very similar vision for where this whole world was going in voice. And he'd created a platform against this to become, for example, like the, the WordPress of creating voice skills. So 
um, allow us to kind of very quickly in a, using a, a visual interface and um, create these these voice landing pages but the way that he'd gone to market was to try and sell this as a, as a SaaS platform to creative agencies and although that, that's very much something that is going to happen in 2021 that mm. um, was a little bit too early as a go-to-market strategy and he's built up this amazing advisory board and part of his advisory board has said look you've got this great piece of technology but you'll go to markets slightly out um, it would be better if you were able to find a business which had actually kind of proven product market fit had real world case studies and found a way to, to partner or kind of merge with um, that business and that's that's how we had this conversation so within that first half hour conversation what we established is that the technology that he had built was the technology we were looking to build in 2022 the shape of his network and his pipeline was exactly what we were then looking to build out as our um, north american go to market so it was incredibly appealing from my side that you know we could do something together and from his side he was like this is great I'm a technologist I just want to get this um, out into the world as quick as possible and so we then put in motions what we needed to do next I'd not done this before so I then had to go and seek some advice about what were the logical next steps well that was that's a good segue into my next question because I know you have undertaken funding rounds in the past and of course we've, we've helped you with those as well you've uh, you've beat me to it so this was your first M&A process I didn't know that Yes, no, no. So no, not 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 done um, this before. So it was it was, mm. it was quite nice because it was it was it wasn't Norbert's, and so it actually uh, mm. lays lays down some options uh, about how we might go about this. You met in July, yeah. and I think we you closed we closed it in November. Yeah. I mean that that is super quick for for a cross border M and A deal from a virtual handshake to completion in four months. That's that's quick. Did the M and A process proceed as anticipated? in terms of time, complexity, et cetera, when compared to a funding round? And if not, how was it different? So, so yeah, I mean, there's the, there's the, there's, there's a few differences I needed to kind of get my head around. And we laid out a process at, at the top and we actually we managed to close it exactly 100 days after our first conversation. We work in the world of ad tech um, and in ad tech, you know, speed is uh, one of your greatest weapons. Mm -hmm. So I think really, really keen to keep the momentum up here. And so once we put kind of the logical steps in, in place, we ran them all in parallel. So we need to run um, commercial due diligence, we need to run technical due diligence, and we needed to then understand the, you know, the valuations of, of both parties in order to mm -hmm. then um, get the closer to get the deal done. So in terms of technical due diligence, um, uh, we employed a third party uh, organization who ran through a whole series of interviews with all of the kind of technical staff on the get started side, ran through kind of the code line by line, spoke to um, our friends at Amazon to make sure that the way that things were being done were being done in a way that was acceptable to them. And that, that kind of uh, work stream started. Then on the uh, commercial due diligence, there, there wasn't a huge amount of revenue or customers to speak of. So that kind of speeded things up, but we still, you know, we were buying human assets um, and in-market kind of notoriety. So um, then had to speak to a whole, whole load of people who had worked with Norbert and his team uh, in the past. And that culminated with inviting him over to London. I uh, actually offered him to stay at our house, he met my wife, my children, my neighbours, okay. where at that point I had a, kind of a good gut feel, uh, but we were moving quite quickly. I was kind of keen to get other people's gut feel at the mm. same time. That helped us get on. And then we started off employing a another third-party advisory to help us with the, the valuations, but it became obvious quite quickly we could be a little bit more pragmatic about this. There was only a certain amount that 
say it now and our shareholders would be happy to be diluted obviously nobody's trying to uh, achieve a evaluation but you know it's very sen- sensible to this because the outcome of all of this was for Norbert to join us as a co-founder and really kind of feel as if he's part of the team and he, he would have a, a role here in, in the new entity and so we managed to agree that over a coffee and a sandwich outside Pratt um, and that would flow back into uh, into the deal mechanics. What were some of the, the challenges that came out of the due diligence? Were there, did you have to adapt any of the technology? Were there sort of commercial aspects that you needed to dig into a little bit deeper? Uh, the technology was was all relatively straightforward and we were happy that that would fold into our roadmap quite nicely because there, there was there were certain tax aspects that with this you know there was a whole load of individuals and entities that were shareholders and mm-hmm. get started that were having to be brought over and had to be considered from different angles that you know there was a the firm on, on the Canadian side and MBM on, on this side that we you know had to work through back and forward. But luckily a lot a lot of that had been tidied up in preparation of uh, of this acquisition in mm-hmm. order to allow it to go through quite quickly. But it's still you know, there's there's still a whole load of detail that uh, you guys definitely helped us with. That was our pleasure. I mean how was it the fact that you were acquiring a Canadian company? Did that make you, how did that make you feel? Quite exciting. I mean, it was a, it's a federally incorporated Toronto-based entity, which mm-hmm. allows us to more easily trade with the US. And as um, we're running a whole lot of media, it's easier to, to, uh, to pass that through the entity. And we've also got some sales teams now in the US, which, uh, which run through that. So mm-hmm. all of that kind of then plays into the, you know, the larger kind of post-deal narrative, which um, is the, you know, the, the press, the story, and the kind of fundraisers around the, 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 the new entity. A 100 days is, is, is super quick. From our perspective, it was a, a very smooth acquisition as well from a legal perspective. I'm not sure how you felt from your side. Did you feel any bumps that, that you're willing to share on, on the road? Personally, as I tend to um, see big picture rather than detail, and so process often is slightly frustrating to me because I'm like, I, I, I'm like, this should be one plus one equals much more than two. Um, <laughs> this, this is this is really obvious to, to all of us, and you know, this seems this seems relatively easy, but that you know, that's this is why you work with with experts who you know care about and are fastidious in the detail, and so you know, you you kind of reminded why you pay experts in order to come and kind of smooth out the journey for you grease the tracks as well good their pleasure what has it been like integrating your two businesses has it been a, a you know a huge success from the word get-go or have there been some tweaks to be made the announcement that the press release went out and was very well received in November, and that was swiftly followed by the, being on the six-month process with WPP's uh, trading uncle Group M, and they announced us as their their voice partner in uh, beginning of December. So it, it kind of landed with great fanfare. And the whole idea was then we were going to use these big news stories in order to to kick off the next funding round to to fund this this next phase of growth for this kind of combined entity, and that's that's all gone very smoothly. We should close that out this month. And in terms of kind of combining the two businesses, we knew there was alignment in technology vision and also those there's some tweaks to make and go to market vision, kind of knocking you know, the, the sales activity that was going on in the get started world into uh, under a say it now umbrella and kind of training the nomenclature and the way that people are describing the business with the, the ways right. that um, uh, get started was selling kind of moving that over. But 
those are kind of ironed out with you know hours in front of a whiteboard you know really hammering down for you know everyone in the organization the um the kind of crystal clear kind of vision and mission of the business that's a process that happens in front of the whiteboard happens in the pub um happens over um, many many lunches uh, loads of facetime and, and working together having a much better quarter than we thought we were going to we're about to announce a whole lot of very strategic partnerships with big audio players out of the us on the back of some great work over the last six weeks with the, the get started and the sales team so this is all going to culminate in in a coast-to-coast trip that we're making sometime in the beginning of may and that's that'll be norbert and myself nice so this is a good culmination showing that you know within the first year you can uh, really forge a very good working relationship Great. So I guess that leads again, finally, to my next question. I think someone's been peeking. What are the, the, the future plans to say it now, uh, apart from a, a Route 66 journey? So we've got a few very, very clear things that we are delivering this year. This whole idea of actionable audio advertising, the idea that you can listen to a advert that's playing on a radio station that you listen to on a smart speaker and then mm-hmm. talk back to that. So for many people who haven't experienced that before, they hear that for the first time this year, they'll get engaged with that for the first time this year. And then mm-hmm. by next year, it'll be second nature. Like, you know, you, you can click on a display ad that you're reading on the screen. That, that'll be um, obvious. So the war cry this year is if you are uh, an advertiser and you book an audio campaign, which isn't actionable it's like booking a display campaign that you cannot mm. click so that's that's that message is is landing charlie can I ask a question you still need to look hooked to your phone though it's not through the the radio so you're driving along you need to have turn siri on or is it the plan is in the future you know you can kind of talk to your talk to your radio in the car yeah, just just to talk to your radio in the car because because that's will already be you already will have unhooked up your, oh, of course um, your bluetooth would have mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah or, or, or the next car you buy it will it will just have um your voice assistant built in okay. um so you just as you're configuring your your new car you'll say you know are you a siri person a google person or an i see person? okay that, and then you'll say you know alexa wind the windows down right um, they listen to the, listen to the, listen to the radio um, mm-hmm. And it'll say, right? Would you like fifty percent off a pizza? And you go, Alexa, open pizza deals, and that um, that coupon will come straight through to you. Great. That all becomes business as usual. Got a few multilingual campaigns coming through, so to prove mm-hmm. that we can deliver these kind of experiences, we've already got some projects live in Spanish, but then German and French are our next two target languages, and then we take this take, take this further out, and that's what our next round will be about this time next year. Exciting. Very exciting indeed. I think that's just about all we have time for us. So Charlie, thank you so, so much for coming on our podcast. It's been a real pleasure having you on the show and hearing about your exciting future plans. Just before we let you go, we have enough time to do a rapid fire round. You will have 60 seconds to answer as many questions as you can in that time. So just say the first thing that comes to mind. Charlie, in one word or phrase only. On your mark. Are you related to the Cadbury family? Yes, I am the Cadbury family. Favourite food, and you can't say chocolate. Nuts. If you were having a dinner party and could invite three guests, alive, dead, or fictional, who would you invite and why? Uh, Luke McNeese, who is my my most enjoyable employer. Um, Charlie Chaplin, um, to make us Mm. laugh. Um, I won't say much, though. (laughs) <laughs> I think you'd be surprised. Um, oh, 
what's her name? I'd invent, uh, invite Jessica Rabbit from Who Framed Roger Rabbit because mm. I think oh, she nice. spice things up a bit. <laughs> what's the strangest thing you you have asked Alexa? It can, it's actually my kids. They say, um, uh, Alexa, I love you. And, <laughs> and then she, she sings an adorable song back. <laughs> Finally, if you were down to your last $10 or pounds, where would you invest it? Um, where would I invest it? I would probably invest it in... I'd, I'd invest it in myself. Um, the, you know, there's uh, Warren Say Buffett. Say it now. Yeah, it's yeah, it's or something you know, and you know maybe some uh, something more nourishing for me as an individual. So Warren Buffett, you know, he gives some great investment advice, but his 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 best investment advice ever is that you should invest more into yourself because that investment will only ever go up, and no one can ever take it away from you. So more nuts and green tea. Mm. Nuts and green tea, yeah, that'll carry me far further than a bitcoin in my time of hunger. Good. Um, Charlie, thank you so much for your time and participating in MBM's M&A Snack and Chat podcast. Awesome. Can't wait to do it again. So that's it for today. Thank you again for joining us in our chat with Charlie Cadbury, uh, co-founder of Say It Now. Join us next time when Caroline and I will be joined by another special guest where we will chat and snack all things M&A. Goodbye. Bye.